You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Uh, it is Tuesday. And we're getting ready for West Virginia. In segment two, I want to talk a little bit about that game. Just sort of the rest of the schedule. Things, I mean, I think you can look at it two different ways. Um, In some ways, it does get easier. There's definitely some more winnable games over the next few weeks. But it's against some teams that might also be having what you consider down seasons, but that TCU has struggled with over the last few years. So it'll be um, interesting to see how that plays out. But I wanted to start yesterday... Um, we discussed, Matt Jennings and I discussed just the frustration over the last few years with TCU football. Is it possibly time to move on from this coaching staff? Matt is has a stronger opinion about it than I do. I still think as far as Gary's concerned, if he's willing to shuffle around his coaching staff a little bit and make some changes, um, then there's some hope that things can get better. But I do think it's really concerning how bad the defense has been this year. Now, maybe this is just a one-off thing. You know, back in 2015, the defense really struggled. That was a little more explainable because of injuries. They have had injuries this year. And Corey Bethley was finally back in the lineup on Saturday. I think he did make a difference. But he has not been at full strength. Um, Noah Daniels has been out pretty much all year long. And C.J. Caesar, who I thought was a guy that could provide them some good depth, has been playing a lot of snaps, and he's just really struggled. Um, Travis Hodges-Tomlinson will we'll get an update today, hopefully, about his status during the press conference, but he's another huge part of this. He's their best corner. If he's not available, then things get tougher. Um, and, and I also, along with the injuries, I would also say just some position groups are not as good as we thought. The safety position is not as, as nearly as good as I thought it would be. It's been a, a significant drop-off from what we saw with Trayvon Merrick and Ardeas Washington. Um, the defensive line, getting his passer, I think it's getting better, but it's still not what I expected. I really thought Kyrie and O'Shawn would be uh, a super dynamic one-two punch. Um, and... Kyrie's been hurt for a lot of the year, which makes a difference. But still, they, have, they haven't gotten to the quarterback as much as I thought they necessarily would. Um, but I will say this. I, I'm not at the point where I'm like, yeah, you have to fire uh, Coach P. I, and I don't think they would ever do that anyway. I feel like he's earned the right to go out more gracefully than that. Um, I certainly think that's, that's the case. And TCU has way too much respect for him to ever you know, make it happen like that. Um, one, one thing I will bring up, though, is a, a lot of people were upset about what we said yesterday, which I understand. It's an emotional topic. That's fine. I appreciate feedback. So if you want to come at us, that's, that's cool. I get the argument that Gary built this thing. He is TCU football in a lot of ways, aside from, you know, a few seasons in the 30s with Dutch Meyer. Um, but there were some there were some comments that were just like, hey, you're stupid, which is fine. Uh, not really sure how to respond to that, though, other than to say I disagree with you. Uh, but on, on the more constructive criticism side, I guess, 
there were people that were asking, well, can TCU do better than this? Like, is this where TCU football kind of taps out? Are expectations too high? It's, is six to eight wins sort of where they're going to land unless they have some generational talents like they did with uh, Josh Dox and Traylon Boykin? They had one other 10-plus win season in the Big 12, and that was with a very good defense and a quarterback in Kenny Hill that kind of managed the game, a solid running game. But there was, a, there was a ceiling to that team. That team did a great job. They won an Alma Bowl game against Stanford. Uh, but Oklahoma was the class of the conference, and they weren't really – they were the second-place team, but they weren't really that close to, to what OU was putting out that season. But the, the idea is um, can you do better than this? Like is the grass greener if you take the risk of saying, okay, it's time to move on – is it possible to hire a good coach? And all I'll say about it is this. I, I don't really think that – I mean, TCU, the job has changed a lot in 20 years. Like, this is a much more attractive job than it was back in 1999. It's still a Power 5 job. I know realignment is bearing down, and, and there's a ton of questions with that. But at the moment, it's still a Power 5 job. You're in the Metroplex with a lot of resources. You're at a school which wants to win – that I think wants to put resources and time and money into the football program that has shown it has a commitment to enhancing the stadium, enhancing the facilities. Like, I do think this would be a super attractive job. And my other thing would be, like, if – and I'm not saying that this is what TC wants to do. I don't know. They might – there's still a lot of season to be played. They might decide, you know what, we're fine with the direction this is going. But if they're not happy with seven and five or six and six or whatever it ends up being, and they decide, you know what, I think we need to make a change, I don't feel like, well, we might be worse is a good reason not to make a change. Like, to me, that's just being paralyzed by fear. Yeah, you could take a step backwards if you make a change. I still think the first step is getting a, a defensive coordinator, and, and I'm open to the idea that Doug Meacham could keep his job next year because. The offense is better. But the thought of, well, this is as good as we can do. We should just stay pat and hope for the best. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, like, take a risk. You have to if you're going to potentially get to the next level. But there's a lot of games left. There's still football to be played. They play West Virginia this week, and then the schedule continues, and we'll talk about that next on Locked on Horn Frogs. Okay, Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. West Virginia coming to town this week, homecoming. 6.30 kick on ESPNU, so a night game in the Carter, which will be fun. And West Virginia's having a, a tough season. They're coming off a bye week. Uh, they lost to Texas Tech. A couple weekends ago, um, they've been beaten by Oklahoma this year. It's been a tough season for the years, and they have a lot of experience coming back. This was another team similar to TCU that I think felt like they were on the cusp of doing something big with Letty Brown and Jarrett Dagey and an experienced defense and Neil Brown and what I believe is his third season now, fourth season. He's a good coach. They have not played West Virginia well lately. 
Uh, back in 2019, they lost that silly game in the rain at home that kept them from making a bowl game. Then last year, um, in the COVID-shortened season, they just demolished TCU at home in a game that was not that close. So good opportunity for the Frogs here. This will be weakness on weakness. The West Virginia offense is really, really struggling. They've been going back and forth between Jarrett Dagey and another true freshman quarterback. Letty Brown is obviously a really good running back. But they've struggled to find ways to use him effectively. And the TCU defense is not good. So maybe this is a chance to right the ship a little bit. I'll be honest. I I thought early in the year, I wasn't super worried. I felt like, okay, you know, this this has been the case in years past. Like the defense has gotten off to a slow start, but then by the end of the year, they're clicking and they're playing well and they're um, more like the TCU defense we saw of old. I don't see that happening. Now, I think they can get better. I think they can improve. But being a close to dominant force that they've been in the past at the end of the season, um, guys, I just, I don't know. I, I don't see it happening. I just don't think the talent level's there. Unless they can get healthier. Like unless Noah Daniels suddenly starts playing again, and Coleman and Mathis and Bethley get to a place where they're full strength and they're coming off the football and, and making plays. I just don't see the talent level there to say, yeah, this defense is going to be really well. Linebacker has been a struggle. I mean, just every every aspect of the defense has been um, has been bad this year. But a chance against West Virginia maybe to build some confidence against a team that's really struggled to score this season. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the games left on the schedule, you get West Virginia, K-State on the road, Baylor at home, uh, Kansas on the road. You still play Iowa State. You still play Oklahoma State and Stillwater. They're, they're, these are winnable games. Like I, I think pretty much every game on the schedule, maybe short of o- Oklahoma State and Stillwater, um, I think Oak State's really good. I think their defense is incredible. And they're going to make it tough on you. But outside of that game, I feel like every other game on the schedule, the Frogs could win. Now, will they? That remains to be seen. But it starts with West Virginia. You have to find a way to win this game. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be dominant. But you need to find a way to get to get a win, get to four and three, and then hope that you can start stacking those wins up after that. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have some of the Gary Patterson press conference and more for you. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.